Good morning, everybody. This is Reggie Duskin with Wake Up and Smell the Coffee. <sighs> yes, today I have a caramel latte, and it's amazing. I got an extra shot of espresso. Uh, speaking of espresso, I want to touch on a few things that's been like on a lot of people's social media posts. Being an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur. That, I mean, that word is like, it's like, it's the trendy thing to be right now. Because it seems like everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, but a lot of people don't want to put in work. And being an entrepreneur, you have to put in work. Work. I'm not talking about a little bit of work. I'm talking about real work. Uh, One of the biggest things about being an entrepreneur is you are the boss. Sounds good, right? Being the boss, I'm the boss. I'm the man or I'm the one man. I run it all. But just because you run it all, mm, 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 don't mean you got it all. Because being a boss means you have to wake yourself up. Like at a regular job, You come in 15 minutes late, your boss is looking at you like, hey, John, 15 minutes late, can't keep being late. We get you an occurrence, you get some occurrences, you get written up. Once you get written up, guess what happens? They'll let you go because of your attendance and whatnot. But I want you to keep that in mind of being a boss. When you're the boss, if you have to be somewhere at 8 o'clock, you have to get up way earlier than that to prepare for what you have to do. You may have to get up at 6 o'clock, but you probably just went to sleep at 3 o'clock. That's three hours of sleep, guys. I pulled a lot of all-nighters before, you know. Uh, I'll never forget one time I, I worked, what, 28 hours straight. I don't recommend you doing that, but I was so amped up when I first started my business that that was my main focus, getting everything that I needed. But being an entrepreneur, it's not all glamorous like people think. Oh, you just roll out the bed whenever you feel like it. Or I work when I want to. I come when I want to. You have that attitude. Guess what's going to happen with your business? Failure. Your business will not be sustainable. If you think it is, try it out. Try to just roll out the bed at 11, 12 o'clock. Try not to show up to meetings. Try being late. As an entrepreneur, you have a reputation. With that reputation, it's a lot of things that factor into people wanting to do business with you. I mean, you got to have some core values. You know, minor core values to to be uh, an entrepreneur. You know, and failure is a part of it. You have to be okay with failing. And I don't really like to use the word failure or failing. I look at it as a, uh, the best way to look at at failure, you look at it as a stumbling block, roadblock. And you learn a lesson from it. And you just go ahead and take a mental note and say, you know what? Next time I won't order 1,000 products. What I have them pre or pre-sold or something, something like that, because you may be held with a slew of merchandise that you may not get. I'm just using that as an example. Uh, but the biggest thing, though, 
uh, with being an entrepreneur, you have to love what you do. It's all about passion. Passion and patience. Passion and patience with being an entrepreneur. That is key. That is key. You have to pay for it. You What, what I mean by uh, pay for it, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs, they want it now. But you have to be patient. Now, there are some entrepreneurs out there that may go against everything I'm saying, but that's few and far between. But the real entrepreneurs that's out there grinding, that's out there putting their blood, sweat, and tears because you're really going to go through these different phases, blood, sweat, and tears. It's going to hurt so bad you think you're going to be bleeding. There's going to be some days where you may not get any money. But it may be like a period of time where everything on all cylinders is clicking. And then, you know, you have to roll with the punches. So you have to budget out things totally different than when you have a regular 9 to 5. Now, the thing about having a 9 to 5, you know exactly what time you have to be there, what time you have to leave, uh, what your tasks are. You know, if you work there so long and you do right or you do what you have to do, you get promoted up to, you know, if you're on a lower level, a lower level assistant manager and a manager and, you know, account executive, director, whatever the case may be, you know that you have the potential to grow. But you have to wait. You have to be real patient. You know, sometimes just sitting in a, in a chair coming up with ideas for someone else just may not be the thing. And that's what happened to me. Uh, I remember uh, when I started working in corporate America, it was just, oh, I'm just saying like every single day was like, man, I am ready to get out of here. I got tired of looking at them same old faces, the same old desk, walking past the same old cubicles. Routine after routine after routine. And mind you, I was making good money, you know, for what I was doing, you know. Pretty good money. You know, at the time, I was a bachelor, you know, in my early 30s, making 90 grand. That's amazing. Sitting there in my, my nice car, knowing my bills are paid, going on vacations and all of that. And it's, that's, I enjoyed it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. But I'm like, it's something else is bigger and deeper out there for me. And I've gave the company I was with seven years of my life. And I'm going to tell you when it really hit me. When I looked at the reports, you know, they give you like uh, annual reports on your performance. And they're, oh, you did great. Reggie, you did this, you did that. Oh, this is amazing. But, you know, you came to work uh, a little later. Yeah, I'm not going to even lie. I used to be a few minutes later at my job. Then I'm going to put that butt in there. But, I used to stay three, four hours later than everyone else. And that's why I made some pretty good money. Because when everyone was home sleeping or with their families, I was in there grinding. And I said, you know what? I can do this for myself. I made my company $48 million 
in that time frame, $48 million. I said, you know what? If I can make them $48 million, who's to say I can't make myself at least $480,000 in a year? So, I'll never forget it. January 5th, 2017, I walked in and I felt like all of the weight was on my off of my shoulders. I previously cleaned out my desk, uh, took all my pictures down, and I was just sitting around waiting. And uh sat up a meeting with HR and I said, you know what? I'm not gonna work here anymore. I'm I'm not gonna lie. At that time I was extremely arrogant. Like, look, I don't need this job. I'm about to go out here and be an entrepreneur. I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm going to write my own book. It's going to be called Just Quit. And I'm going to send you guys autographed copies. And you guys are going to be like, oh, this guy used to work here. I was in for a rude awakening. Uh, I got my office January 20th, 2017. Nice office, too. Downtown Cincinnati on the 19th floor. Conference room, the whole nine. And it was amazing. I had all of this planned out. Just because you want to be an entrepreneur does not mean you're ready for that roller coaster ride. And it was a serious roller coaster ride. You figure I had all of these expenses, you know, internet, office space, promotion, uh, this, that, and the third. It was so much I had to go through. And I'm like, hmm, I should go back to work because this is harder than what I thought. Oh, I worked, you know, I was an entrepreneur and I worked for a job and trying to be an entrepreneur and I'm like, I just can't do it. I almost quit. I almost gave up on my dreams of being an entrepreneur. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if this is for me. But then I said, you know what? I can always get a job. Well, I have this passion in my heart. Well, I have this feeling of being unstoppable. The feeling of knowing you can when everyone says you can't. I said, I got to go through it because I see the light at the end of the tunnel. In year one, it was it was a roller coaster. Roller coaster ride. Year two was a little bit smoother because I learned from my mistakes in doing those things. But as an entrepreneur, you're going to hit so many bumps in a row, man. The average person will just give up. They will flake out. Because, you know, the difference between entrepreneurship and uh, working a traditional career or job, you have stability. Definitely have stability. You know, but being an entrepreneur, you have to look at the, the risk versus the reward. What are the risks? And what's the reward? Then you, you look at the pros and cons, like, okay, working a job, being an entrepreneur, what does it mean? So it's a huge difference from being told and building a mold. We'll say that again. A huge difference from being told and building a mold. Generally, when you're at your nine to five, and nothing against people that work a job. I'm not saying that. 
but you're constantly being told what to do. But as an entrepreneur, you're building the mode of how you want your company to be structured, how you want your company to look, how you want your branding and marketing to be, how you want the you how you want the public to look at your company, the perception of your company. So yeah, having a career, you get steady income. You know, if you get paid on the the fifth and the twentieth of every month, you know, every single month on the fifth and the twentieth. Say for instance, you make six grand, you know, you're getting three grand on the fifth, three grand on the twentieth. That's six grand a month, six thousand times twelve uh, twelve months in a year. You say, okay, I made seventy two thousand dollars a year, which is good. A lot of entrepreneurs don't even make that. And they work twice as many hours. So most people are like, you, you got to be crazy to be entrepreneur. A lot of people, you do have to have a little something that's a little bit different. Because you figure a person's working eight hours a day, 10 hours tops, and they're making $72,000. And say, for instance, they're married, they have a spouse. And the spouse makes, say, the same amount. That's not a bad living. $144,000 a year. Be able to get you a nice mortgage. You get you, you know, get you a nice home. If you have a child or children, you pay for daycare, after school activity, and you still got money to save up. You get your 401k, dental plan, and all that. It's good as gravy. But that's that's your ceiling. That's where it's at. It stops right there. $72,000. $72,000. Now, say for instance, you get an entrepreneur. First year, they probably only made twenty thousand, if that, after expenses. But they're working fourteen hours, sixteen hours a day, and they stay in some crappy one-bedroom apartment. I'm not saying this for everyone; I'm just giving you a scenario. Crappy one-bedroom apartment, or they may be sleeping out of their office, and they're they're looking at it like, man. It's tough, but I love it. I'm my own boss. Then it comes a time you got bills you have to pay. I mean, let's be real. You have bills you have to pay. And as an entrepreneur, you're all you're always on the clock. So then you have to look at what's going on. You don't want to have too much month and not enough money. So you have to have a system. You have to be organized. You have to reach out to different resources. You have to ask questions. You have to get a mentor. You have to do hours upon hours of studying your craft and honing your skills and making sure that you you deliver. Because all entrepreneurship is is sales. You have to be a great salesman. You have to be a great salesman. The job of an entre- entrepreneur is to assure, not assure, is to assure that you can sell and solve problems. Quick example. A guy opens a, uh, has a water company and he's selling his own water. He knows where to get the water. And he's in Arizona. 
where it's hot, 100 degrees generally every day. And he sets up his different places in the most isolated areas. Why? He did market research. He understands there's no place for five miles. So he just put a place in the middle of nowhere and he says, okay, this is with the heaviest traffic in Arizona. Someone's going to drive by and they're going to stop and get some water. And that's all I said was strictly water. Strictly water. And he's selling water. And the average person's laughing like, oh, he's selling water. Say, for instance, he's selling a water for $2 a bottle. Right? And every day, every day, we just make up a number. He sells 500 bottles of water every day. It's $1,000 a day. Right? Not bad. Let's say he only works five days a week because he re-ups on on, uh, on the weekend or Sunday or Monday. That's $5,000 a week. That's $20,000 a month. That's $240,000 a year. Say, for instance, overhead is only $40,000. He made $200,000 profit just by selling water. He sold what people needed. That's it. That's a simple formula. You sell what people need. Now, it may get a little bit difficult in certain arenas, but ultimately you just sell what people need. That's a simple strategy of being an entrepreneur. You know, employees, they like it safe. They like security. But people, the entrepreneurs, you know, they build systems. They build networks. They hire people that are smarter than them. They build businesses and go to a different business a lot of time. Um, You know, they have other people working for them so they can have the freedom to go ahead and worry about another enterprise. You know, and it's a quote by, you know, some entrepreneur says, I'm not finished when I'm tired. I'm finished when I'm done. So I want you guys to reflect on that. As an entrepreneur, you're not finished when you're tired. You're finished when you're done.